This episode of the Transform Podcast on the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network is presented by our Sports Spectrum Magazine, a quarterly magazine, four issues, comes right to your door in our latest edition with Demario Davis from the New Orleans Saints is available right now. Our football preview, $18 for a one-year subscription, $30 for a two-year subscription. It makes a great gift, perfect for the kiddos. You can subscribe today at sportspectrum.com. Get your copy today, sportspectrum.com, and subscribe. Now, let's get to Jade McCarthy and Transformed. Well, it is such a pleasure to welcome my guests today here on Transformed because I remember walking down the halls and the breezeway at ESPN from studio back to where we used to do our show prep and always being like, what's up? And always had a huge smile on his face, has a voice that you know just from listening to him for so many years on ESPN radio. And by the way, one of the greatest laughs that you could ever hear. A hundred percent. I will stand by that statement. Really just a pleasure to welcome Freddie Coleman here on to Transformed. 18 years at ESPN now, Freddie. Uh, welcome to this space. So great to have you here. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad to reconnect with you, Jade. And I still remember our times fondly where we always had wonderful conversations and plenty of those conversations had nothing to do with sports. It was about life and how we wanted to be the best people we could be going past our jobs and going past our profession. So I've been looking forward to this for more than a minute to reconnect with you. Yeah, so great to have you here. And, and I'm just going to start with that notion of transformation, because while we didn't ever specifically talk about the idea of transforming, like you said, our conversation centered around life and really kind of the, the journey, I guess, which is about transformation when you really think about it. So what does that word mean to you, Freddie? It's a great word. And the word, the first word that jumps out to me is evolving because Life is always about evolving, and that word has really become top of the mind awareness ever since Serena Williams said that she was not retiring from tennis. She was evolving away from tennis, and I thought it was a great way to describe what her next adventure and next venture is going to be. That will still include tennis, but more along the lines of with her family and with her brand, and that's her way of evolving as a human being, as a woman in sports, as a Black woman in society. It could be very easy to say that I'm retiring from tennis and I can't wait to conquer the next avenue, whatever street I want to take. She said, this is all about me evolving as a person. And mm -hmm. so anytime I think about transforming, no matter who you're around, Jade, or what situation you may find yourself in, whether it's something that's direct or indirect, you're going to have to evolve and transform. And sometimes it can't be about the situation adapting to you. You have to find a way to adapt to that and make that work where everybody is going to benefit. And it's not just a selfish act trying to transform or trying to evolve. So good. And it, it's so true, right? Like you have to be intentional about recognizing the fact that you have to transform. You have to evolve around the situation in front of you and whatever the journey you're on, because you don't get to control every aspect of it along the way. Yeah, and a lot about transforming and evolving, Jade, that doesn't mean you just, you have to move yourself physically. It could be about transforming from a spiritual standpoint, from a mental standpoint. And why I say that is so many people can evolve by staying in the same space because they are, they are aware of the world that's going on either in their world or outside of it. So 
transforming and evolving doesn't mean you have to jump, 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 jump around. Sometimes it's being aware, okay, this is going on here. How does this affect me? Or how can I make that better? How can I make sure that situation doesn't get any worse? So there are different ways that you can transform and evolve. And it doesn't have to be a physical thing. It can be so many different things that does not involve you moving yourself from one spot to another spot. What's an example of how you've done this in your own life, Freddie? Boy, that's a really good question because I tell people all the time that life doesn't stop, so you can't stop either. And a mm -hmm. big part of that is a friend of ours, Jane McManus, who was part of the Marist College Sports Communication Curriculum before she moved on to Seton Hall. She believed that I could teach a class in terms of radio and podcasting and television, and I had never taught before. And my initial reaction was to say, you know, I think you need to find somebody else there who can be better suited for this who has more of an expertise when it comes to teaching. But a big part of education is educating people and that you give them something that they may not have known or something that they did not possess, but also bring something out of them. So I'm really glad that I did not talk myself out of that. And you just never know how things are going to turn out. But that doesn't mean you turn away from it, that you give it your best shot. And if it doesn't work out, you can say, okay, that's not for me. I gave it a try. It didn't work out. I can live with the end result. I'm really glad that Jane saw something in me, but more importantly, I'm glad I was able to justify her faith in me by giving it a chance to at least try it out and flesh it out and see exactly if I can make that work for me, but more importantly, make that work for the young men and women that are part of my first class last semester at Marist College. Yeah, and I imagine that you have found that you've learned just as much from them as you're teaching them. Oh, there's no doubt. The first day of class, and I did that last semester and this semester, I told the young men and women that this is a partnership. It's not just me being the teacher here and you being the students down there. Uh -huh. We're, we have that common ground that you're gonna be learning from me and that's my job. But also I'm gonna be learning as much from you because that's going to feed my soul. And a lot of that has nothing to do with being an adjunct professor or being a teacher. It's about feeding my soul to be better as a person. And if you're able to have that and you let them know exactly what that's all about, you can be amazed by what they're able to accomplish, but also what you're able to accomplish as well, feeding off each other. The other thing that really stood out to me when you talked about that opportunity, Freddie, is that you said, I didn't talk myself out of it. And, and I feel like so often that's what many of us do at different junctures in, in our lives. And I think when we're young, we're really good at, oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to chase this. I'm going to do this. And then we get older and some people tend to become more cautious or yep. more fearful or more complacent. Like there's all those different things that happen. And we do tend to talk ourselves out of things if we aren't willing to lean in and take that chance or chase that dream or see the, the transformation and the evolution of things. Have you found that that's something that you have to be intentional about in your own life? I used to be like that in terms of talking myself out of things earlier in my career, but I think the older and older that I've gotten, I've said to myself, what's the worst that can possibly happen so if true. you don't step in, if you don't lean in, like you said, and see exactly what that situation could be. Now, you have to know the room. If you look at something and if it doesn't feel right in your bones, if it doesn't feel right in your soul, then you can't do that. You can't try to make a bad situation better if it's going to continue to be a bad situation and it already started there. That's, that's not really fair to you and it's not fair to anybody that can be involved in that. So you have to really understand that when you get involved in something or thinking about getting involved in something, what does it look like and what could the potential end game be? 
And if you look at that and say, I'm really not comfortable doing that, then that's not talking yourself out of something. That's talking yourself into making sure that you don't make things worse for you. And that's not a selfish thing. That's just being very mindful and being very cognizant of what that could possibly be. So more than ever before, I'll look at something and I'll say, okay, whatever the end result is going to be, I'm willing to try that. I know I'm going to benefit and people are going to benefit no matter if it's going to be a good result or a bad result. So I think I've been more inclined to talk myself out of something less than ever before. Mm. Freddie Coleman joining us here on Transformed. And I, I think what you touched on there is really important, Freddie, because it's the not talking yourself out of things, but it's also being true to yourself. And, and like you said, having it in your bones and your soul and knowing that you should trust that initial instinct that you have. How much for you do you rely on your faith in that process of making decisions like that? Oh, all the time. And believe me, Jay, this business can really knock the faith out of you or people in this business can knock the faith out of you because as much as we want to believe that a lot of people have our best interests at heart, you get right down to the crux of it and then that person will show their true colors. It can be very easy to have those kind of voices take over your head and take over your spirit. And the one thing I always want to make sure that not only will I trust in my faith, but you also have that trust in yourself and those things coincide together. It can be very easy to say, okay, if I step out on faith, but if it doesn't work, then that means faith didn't work. That's not yes. what that is. Right. Faith is trying something and saying that no matter what happens, I have plenty of faith. I'm going to give it 100%, give it to the best of my ability. And whatever the ending is going to be, I can live with that, especially when I'm not putting myself in a situation that can be very harmful to myself physically, but also to my spirit. So that's really the one thing that I've continued to learn about having faith and trusting in things unseen. Because believe me, my wife Denise will tell you one of my favorite sayings is fear the known, leave the unknown alone. And that drives her nuts because you know, wait, you're a faithful person. How can you say that? But those things can really be together that you can have that faith and it's something that you don't see, but that does mean you can't have a fear of the unknown and leave that unknown alone. Sometimes that unknown, when it becomes known, you trust in your faith to say, I can deal with it no matter what it is but I'm not going to concern myself with something that I can't see, but something that I believe in, I can have that work for me when it comes to faith and when it comes to the known and the unknown, no matter what that is or no matter who that is. Yeah, it reminds me of there's enough trouble today, leave tomorrow alone, right? The scripture that references that, like just just leave it alone. Some things are not for us to concern ourselves with. and, And there's already, you know, a Lord up there who has ordained it all who knows the end Mm -hmm. from the beginning um what does that what does that practically look like for you in terms of time in in prayer time in scripture like how do you practice that freddie i guess i'm always a work in progress and practice is a really good word to practice but sometimes it's about progression and not about regression and plenty of times people think that something sets them back. That means that they're setting their faith back. And that's not what that means. Everything is not going to be lollipops and rainbows. We would love for that to happen, that wherever we fall, we land in a cloud and not on cement. That's not how life works. And right. at times that's not how faith works. You got to be able to say and trust in yourself that I'm going to learn no matter what happens and that whatever happens to me, no matter what kind of hard landing or soft landing that is, that I'm going to benefit from that going in the future, that I have that experience and have that faith and know that it's going to work out no matter what happens. So those things, I don't, those things allow me not to have a struggle with the faith because it can be very easy, Jade, especially in this world where it seems that people are going haywire every second or something is going haywire and you're saying to yourself, well, if there's a God, why is he allowing these things to happen? 
people don't realize there are a lot of fallen angels out there that God has tried to save, but they don't want to save themselves. So there's only so much he can do. But I also know that when Judgment Day comes, they're going to have a lot to answer to that they really don't want to answer to because they're not thinking about that right now. So that's where faith really comes in, that you know that things are happening over there that are leaving you shaking your head. But that does mean it's going to continue that way, that there is going to be a brighter day and a better future. You just got to hang in there and have faith that those things are going to happen, not when we want it, but exactly when it's supposed to happen. Well, and like you said, sometimes you land on a cloud and sometimes you land on cement. And I think what we often find is that when you're laying there on the cement, uh, you're you're often growing closer to God yeah. in that process. Yeah. And, yeah. and he wants us to be close to him. Yeah, and that's a great point because I never thought about that because he's not going to put you through something that you can't handle. And it can you can look at that from the outside and say, boy, that's a lot for people or that person individually to go through. But there are plenty of times that what they're going through, they can handle it. They may not want to handle it, but they have enough inside of them or something has been put inside of them that they can deal with that. And it can be very easy to have the woe is me or woe is them moments because you don't want to see people suffer. That someone could be the most vile person on the face of the earth, but I don't wish ill will on people. I figure that life will take care of that or life will take care of them. <laughs> I don't need to wish that around because that reflects badly on you as a person. And I wouldn't want that to happen because if you do that to somebody else, then if you go through something, it's going to be a lot worse than what they're going through because you wish ill will on them. So I make it a point to that let let live and let live mm. that if somebody's going through that and they're doing something that's not on the up and up then you know they have to deal with that they can look at themselves in the mirror have at it but i'm not going to wish them to fail because if i do that then when i fail it's going to be a lot worse than wishing for them to fail yeah and I, it reminds me when you say the whole woe is me it reminds me of several conversations that i've had with chris mortensen who we both know well of course um NFL insider for ESPN. Uh, and, and look, I mean, we saw Mort battle mm -hmm. stage four cancer and, you know, he'll sit there and go, yeah, I, you know, maybe I felt sorry for myself for like a day, yeah. <laughs> like, right. you know, some people would feel sorry for themselves until that was it. Like, and that's just not who Mort is. And he has a very strong faith and he's talked about it, you know, on this program within sports spectrum. And, and I think that that, that mental fortitude and that faith where it really stems from is so significant in that process. Um, yep. Freddie Coleman joining us here on Transformed. And, and I guess I wonder, Freddie, what is it like for you, you know, having been at ESPN radio for 18 years now and to sort of see the, I guess the, 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 I don't want to say ups and downs, but just the way uh, people sharing their faith has changed and varied over the course of the years? Like, what has that been like for, for you in terms of just watching it all? I think about the amount of people that I've had either contact with, either working with, or just seeing, for example, you in the hallways, even though we work in different departments. And it, it's amazing that when you do a lot of people watching ESPN, they can tell you who they are just by watching how they operate when they think nobody yeah. is looking. Mm. And that's the one thing I've been able to really notice that people will tell who they are. When they think that nobody is paying attention. There are plenty of wonderful people. You say to yourself, OK, they did that. They weren't caring about somebody who was paying attention to them. They did it out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah. And then the other people who you look at them and say, OK, you may be a talented person, but I wouldn't want to hang around you. I'm glad I don't have to put my life in your hands because you'll sell me down the river. 
that's one thing that I wouldn't say has tested my faith, but has allowed me to see that faith can come in different forms and lack of faith can come in different forms. But people who have a lot of self-reliance, but it gets to the point where it becomes an ego and all of a sudden that overrides everything else and that overrides the talent. And there are plenty of people that know how good they are, but there's a humility about them that makes them more endearing, where you clearly understand that they know that they're talented, but they're not about to jump on the table and say, look at me, look at me, look at me. And that's part of life because you're going to go through different stages and people go through different stages. And sometimes those stages will collide. And sometimes it can be a good thing. Sometimes it can be a bad thing, but that doesn't mean it's not an educational thing. So that's one of the things I learned that I don't try to put people in the same box. I don't say the radio people are here, the TV people are here, a management is here because everybody, those those, those, um, conferences, those different departments are made of different people and they're going to have their different idiosyncrasies. They're going to have their different levels of how they feel about themselves, how they feel about other people and how you're able to manage that and not lose sight of yourself and lose your true self. That continues to be a challenge every day, but that's a part of life. That's not just an ESPN thing. That's also a life thing. Yeah, 100%. And you're right. People will tell you who they are. They'll show you Mm -hmm. (laughs) just how they demonstrate and how they walk through life will tell you all you need to know. You just have to be willing to listen and watch, right? I mean, that's really the biggest thing. Um, Where does your own faith come from, Freddie? It really comes from my mother. Uh, My mother, Maddie Coleman, who lives in Laurelton, New York, is I don't think there's anybody more faithful than her that I've met in my life where it's not that she reads the Bible, but she also understands the Bible. She is very well versed in the Bible. So that's where that comes from, because I had a chance to see that up close and personal each and every day. And when we would go to church each and every Sunday growing up in Brooklyn, New York, she never allowed anything or anybody to get in the way of that. She never allowed something to keep her from believing that there is that higher power, no matter what people try to say. So a lot of that is based on her and how she's able to operate in her life. And believe me, my mom has a strong will. She also has a very strong will. There are plenty of times we're getting into debates where she believes what she wants to believe and you are not changing her mind. You can bring, it, bring as many receipts, Jade, as possible and she just can every side to side. She's not believing it. But that's part of her endearing nature that I know that I know there's certain places that I could debate her and say, okay, it's going to be fine. And other players say, all right, I got to take the L on this one because she's not taking the L. <laughs> but a lot of that, most of that comes from her because I saw how she was able to operate and carry herself and comport herself no matter what was going on in her life. And how much has that helped you over the course of your own journey, Freddie? It's really kept me going because there were times where, where things weren't working out in terms of not just professionally, but also personally. And and that doubt's going to happen. I go back to something you just said about Chris Morrison that you, he felt sorry for himself for about a day dealing with his cancer. There were plenty of times where I was working at times three jobs, not just have the jobs meet, but have the jobs wave at each other so that he can see each other. And that can really test your resolve. That can test that if you want to not say stick around life, I didn't get to that dark place, nothing like that. But it can really question that, are you doing the right things or is this the right path or is there going to be a better path for me? Because I was out of this business for a couple of years where I got fired from a job and I didn't know if I was ever going to get back into radio or TV. And I believed and I knew that I belonged in there. But you can doubt yourself and question. It seems that many doors are closed in your face constantly and you wonder when that door is going to open. If I didn't have my mom's basis of faith instilled in me, I guarantee I would not be in this business anymore. I'd wind up working at a job that I don't like and living in a place that I don't want to be in and maybe around people that I don't need to be around. 
by always having that that faith as a baseline, as a really grounded baseline, enabled me that when things finally turned around, I had that great appreciation for it because I knew where I was before. And it took me being there to get me to where I had to go and what kind of path I had to get back on to get to where I wanted to be once again. Mm. And and all of that is is staying true to yourself, right? Because if you if you have that trust and if you believe that the Lord is putting you where you need to be um then you'll 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 trust the the unknown ahead of you and you'll trust what you're walking through at this very present moment in time even when it's hard which as you said sometimes it really was yeah and the one thing you mentioned today about the lord and having making sure that the lord lets you know you can believe in yourself and a big part of that is the lord always wants you to be the best first you he doesn't want you to be, to be the best second somebody else or the best third of somebody else. That person's already becoming the best first them. The Lord always wants the best you, and he wants that front and center. And no matter how you have to go about it, as long as you stay in that faithful path, but he doesn't want you to be a part two. He wants you to be the best part one. And a lot of people get caught in trying to keep up with the Joneses or having people notice them. And we know we live in the age of social media and people wanted their news and they want people to be influencers. I get all of that, but plenty of those people are trying to be derivatives of somebody else. So where does the real them begin and where does the fake one end? I'd rather be true to myself. I would not want anybody to look at me and say, Freddie Coleman is the second somebody else. When they look and listen to me, they say, okay, I know what I'm getting because I'm getting him. And how they deal with it, I'm good with it. They can like it or they don't like it but they're not going to confuse me with somebody else because I know the Lord always wants me to put the best ready coming forward more than trying to be the best second of somebody else. Amen. A hundred percent. I love that. And, and like I said, like that is, that is part of why you have had the, the platform that you've had at ESPN radio for 18 years, because you're you and, and, and you trust who you are and you put your best foot forward and you treat people well and, and like, and you've trusted in the process along the way. And, and, and that's what makes it fun, right? It's mm-hmm. just, it's the, the whole package of all of that that has given you staying power. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm so appreciative of this time and this conversation today, Freddie. Uh, my pleasure. Like I said, I'm so glad to reconnect with you because it's been more than a minute. And sometimes, Jay, that's the worst part about our business that, you know, people go to different places, they go to different jobs. Some don't last the jobs. We always had that fluidity, fluidity about our, our positions and about our profession. But that does mean that relationships go away. Just because you haven't talked to somebody doesn't mean you're not close to somebody. So that was one of the biggest things about me doing this and being this part of you with you. Mm. It's about having a chance to reconnect. And we know that reconnection is going to stay there with both of us. Absolutely. 100%. He is Freddie Coleman of ESPN Radio, and it has been wonderful having him. Freddie, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, my sister Jay. You take care. Be well. and God bless you, my friend. Likewise. Well, no surprise that that conversation with Freddie felt just like the ones that we used to have in the hallways of ESPN. I feel like every time I talk to him, he just shares these little drops of wisdom and they just add up to buckets when you get in these conversations and you listen to him. So I hope that you felt as encouraged listening to him as I did uh, during this conversation. And the verse that really came to mind for me late in the conversation when he was talking about being the best version of himself and not being some 1A version of somebody else was is John 10, 10, which says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And when we really 
spend that time with God. And when we have those conversations and we share the desires of our heart and when we're willing to let him into our hearts so he can continue to shape and transform us, the whole hope of it is to live that abundant life that he wants for all of us. And I just couldn't help thinking about that late in that conversation with Freddie. So I want to thank him for his time and the, the wisdom that he shared here. And I hope you felt encouraged. And, and I want to remind you that there's more encouragement to be found within the pages of our magazine. The new quarterly issue is out. Demario Davis, the Saints linebacker, is on the cover. He's terrific. I had so much fun having his wife, Tamala, on the Transform podcast. If you haven't listened to that episode, please check it out. She is amazing as well. So head to sportspectrum.com. You can find the conversation with Tamala here on Transformed. You can find how to subscribe to our magazine and find lots of encouragement within those pages. Until next time, thanks so much for being here with me on Transformed. Live with love and intention. I'm Jade McCarthy.